All right, it's uh, number 79, the uh, Auto Week podcast. Uh, you know, one away from 80. One uh, away from 80. 77 away from number two, which is one away from number one. Uh, in the studio here, we have uh, two Wes's again. We got Wes Reynolds, Wesley Run. We've got Natalie Neff. The reason uh, we've got this this crew uh we're gonna talk a little bit about some stuff you might have heard about uh with the magazine and with auto week generally this will be my last episode um let's make this very clear last official episode no this will be my last one i'm not coming on unless i get paid from now on dang it uh but um yeah they're they're uh, selling the old uh auto week over to hearst or at least hearst is going to be operating it um I am uh, sticking around here uh, at, at the Crane Communications. Um, but one of the things that Hearst uh, did say was they want some more podcasts because uh, they're not going to be doing a magazine anymore. So they want um, additional podcasts, um, which should be awesome for you guys. So there'll be more hosts. Hosts? Hosts. Hosts. Natalie's here too. Did I say that already? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Um, more topics. And then one thing that I have, uh, I've always wanted out of this podcast and almost never got some actual research <laughs> prior to the show so that we could have like a show about something topics. You mean informed conversation yeah. about actual topics? Yeah. Yes. Instead of just kind of spitballing it. Um, well, your dream will be realized. Hopefully that would be a great legacy to leave behind on the other. Hey, I always say like, you can't ask for much if you're getting it for free right so free podcast you're getting what you get yeah uh that's the other thing actually now the podcast is 100 dollars a month <laughs> paid exclusively to i'll give you the paypal notes in the description yeah, it goes to my account <laughs> cool so one thing uh one thing you will notice is that we're not doing the spooktacular we obviously promised that this there this mi- episode there might be a small spooktacular but without gory scarrell that would be. What does that mean? A small spooktacular. It's never a spooktacular if it's small. That's true. It, it, uh, maybe so, maybe you could maybe just put some scares in to the next episode. I think we're just gonna enlist some scares. Uh, but 2020 yeah. will be the return of the spooktacular in the appropriate form, the full length spooktacular. Yeah, we'll see about that. I've, I have it on the calendar already. Okay. Um, good. So um, yeah, I think. Uh, big changes happening i think uh you can go ahead and use those comments and the emails to reach us if you have ideas about um other podcasts we could do um i know there's i heard there's going to be one with lawrence ulrich there possibly may and, yes our uh, friend in new york patrick uh carone who's mm-hmm. going to be the new editor editorial director here at uh, auto week um there's also talk of a motorsport centric podcast just motorsports all motorsports yeah and it's going to be hosted by wesley uh this probably not we're trying to get matt weaver involved in the we hosting maybe, game maybe we can have weaver on there that would be good uh, but if it, if i do host a motorsports podcast it will be all mercedes all the time yeah because that's the only thing that you know about there we go yeah. uh <laughs> now you know a lot about drag racing too um so that that uh that'll be one of them maybe a project car uh kind of a that's DIY awesome. yeah. podcast it's gonna be a lot of podcasts it's gonna be very podcast heavy going yeah. forward which uh if you like the podcast, which you're listening to right now, you may you may like these too. You may like these as well. Um, no, you will. I think it's going to be expanding on the things we've already talked about and the things you already like about this podcast. Yeah. Um, and 
with more more prep and more uh, <laughs> maybe a little bit less half-assed. They're grown full three quarter. Yeah. Uh, so Wes, you've been here a while. What's your read on all this? Well, I think it's you know an opportunity to grow the site, and it's not too surprising to most listeners probably that the magazine is going away. A lot of magazines are going away. A lot of publishing companies would not have had their magazine as long as they as we did. And I'm happy it lasted as long as it did. Uh, no surprise, it's going away. And I think it's an opportunity for us to really build this site and in the ways we described. And I think it's going to be an interesting journey. I saw you were in the uh, New York Post this I morning. I could not believe it. When someone showed me that, I thought it was a spoof. It's your uh, headline. Because I don't think I mentioned in the story at all. I have to look that up right now. I didn't yeah. see no, I'll, that. I'll show it to you. No, it's... You're in the story. You're in the body it's of the story. It's a cover. Uh, he's on the cover. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Of the New York Post, and it says something uh, cheeky in the New York I'll Post kind of way. I'll read it to It says, Hearst eyes ex-Auto Week editor Wes Raynal after licensing digital site. Mm-hmm. But then I don't think I mentioned it all in the piece. Did you, yeah, you are. Did you feel an eye on you i have no idea where that came from or why uh, it exists here's a rarity a magazine has entered its print edition and licensed its digital operation to another publisher and the editorial staffers from the magazine are being offered their jobs back that's you guys (laughs) uh detroit-based business publisher crane communications decided to get out of its only consumer-facing magazine auto week and license the digital site to Hearst, owner of Car and Driver and Road and Track. It also licensed its digital auto sites. Also licensed its... I just got a pop-up, sorry. Um, the good pop-up ads. Licensed its digital auto sites under the Hearst Autos umbrella. I'm, I'm not sure that's exactly the way they would want it phrased. Uh, Hearst has been selling... <laughs> Are you copying edit, copy yeah. editing as you read? Selling the it's, it's digital a- ad inventory for Auto Week for years. Which... Um, Anyway, huh. uh, they took the entire editorial staff, said Casey Crane, president of Crane Communications. He said publisher Rory Carroll is staying at Crane Communications, uh, and he's getting a new office and a company car. <laughs> the <laughs> former Auto Week editor, Wes Reynal, has also been offered a job, although if he accepts it, it will be reporting to the new editor, Patrick Carone, who worked at, in, uh, wait, who joined in August from Entrepreneur and earlier worked at Maxim Magazine. So, Ooh, so Wes, they left if it you open-ended. accept it, they left yeah, it you're leaving us all hanging here. Well, I'm just going to, you're going to, you're all going to have to wait till you next should, week. You should do the uh, decision thing like LeBron did. Like have a, yes, we can have, have an auto week podcast special. <laughs> God, that's what we should be yeah, doing today. The decision. Drum roll, drum roll the we decision. could have everybody come in with their paperwork and do like a thumbs up or thumbs down thumbs up or thumbs down oh, yeah, yeah i saw that pressure. when someone showed me that this morning i thought they'd like built it as a spoof on their lap- laptop yeah it's the weirdest thing i've ever seen yeah i uh i wonder who reported that i don't know but i never got a call i never got a call either and that's a weird quote from casey too though like it sounds that's like right they out of the release yeah. it sounds like the, no they took the entire editorial staff it sounds like they actually did talk to casey um, it sounds that way. But yeah. <laughs> Very strange. And now, we are talking about the Post here, which uh, I wouldn't say is the most reputable <laughs> resource. 
the are they they're the slightly more right wing of the two New York papers, right? Uh, distinctly more well, right. between that and the Daily News. Oh, what's the really right wing one? I thought it was the Daily News. There's the New York Times, which is like a center right. And then there's Post. And then there's the Post. And the Daily News. I think they're all still in business. I think they are too. It's a big market. Uh, a lot of people in New York. That's true. Um, anyway, so that was my take. I think that it's a great opportunity. Uh, Wes, have you spoken with your agent to uh, figure out where you're going? With the, no, but now that I'm a headline in the New York Post, it, my price went up. I, yeah, I think you should probably try to... Um, probably try to negotiate that it's gonna get i'm gonna have to reopen the negotiation yeah uh some uh things new things have come to light absolutely um natalie what's your what's your read on all this stuff uh, it's not like we haven't been holding our breath for many years now um wondering how much longer we could hang on as a print publication within the crane with the crane within the crane portfolio, well, um, I think that uh, what a lot of people would be surprised too is the cost of printing a print edition. I don't, like, yeah, I don't know that probably the average magazine reader out yeah. there knows that the the overwhelming preponderance of cost in um, making a magazine is the printing and mailing of yeah. the magazine. And I think it like costs at least twenty or thirty dollars. It's, it's uh, becoming an un workable business model. I think our model certainly, like the you know, I was. An, not to interrupt your your train of thought here, Natalie, but the I was a, like when I came on, I was like, we have to stop printing so many magazines because it's three hundred twenty thousand dollars every time we print one. Um, that's a lot of money to make up every year. It's a um, lot. I mean, and then you consider how many tens of thousands of dollars of postage on top of that. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I think a, the move by Hearst to acquire us um, came as a surprise. But um, only in the moment and not in the overriding sense, if that makes yeah. any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, while we are awaiting to see what the evolution under the Hearst Autos umbrella will, where it will take us, um, for now, I think we're all fairly optimistic about um, what it could potentially mean for the brand. Right. Um, growing the brand and, like you said, expanding podcasts and all of that. Um it's crazy. Hearst is a big ass company. Twenty thousand people work there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and really have some uh, some historical import too. I mean, I mean, there's you know the whole they have a castle. More. <laughs> they also they also are more consumer leaning than Crane. Crane is more B two B. I don't even know that you can say more. I mean, Crane is entirely it is B two B newspapers. I don't know. I don't know the Hearst portfolio that well yet. But do they have any B two B? No, it's entirely consumer. They have some daily newspapers and some weekly newspapers, like community papers. A lot of weird. uh, They have a lot of weird other uh, products too that I've never heard of before. But yeah, you know, you got the big names. You got the the Esquire, Esquires, and Cosmo, Cosmo, Cosmo. which I've been a subscriber for for years. And if you think about it, this might be your big chance, Wesley, to move over to Cosmo. I have a lot of tips. Do you have quizzes and tips? Do you have a hankering to work at Cosmo quizzes and tips I think okay. Wesley you'd get along pretty well over there to be honest you'd have to move to New York oh that's a that's for a discussion for a different day Jennifer would not be happy do you think it floods like uh, it does oh I, I bet it doesn't Durban Heights uh, anyway. my neighborhood does flood have you built the seawall yet over Sorry. there no. oh I, I will they better <laughs> we keep, in, in we 2005 keep... the New York Times said it, Manhattan was going to be underwater in 2020 but none of them well, packed we got, up their offices and moved. We I got, thought that was curious. We got, what, three months? 
Right. Uh, <laughs> well, if you're on the 50th story, it doesn't yeah, matter. If the yeah. To be fair, De- Dearborn Heights was underwater in 2019. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, Natalie, I, I interrupted you again. That's my my man behavior on the podcast is interrupting the only woman in the room. Uh, Are you saying I'm used to it? I'm sure you're used to it. <laughs> you've got to be. You've got to be at this point. Um, no, I think you know. I think um, when we're heartened that the majority of the staff was was kept together mm. in the in the transition um and uh while the last 20 years for me have been um have been i mean i grew up here mm-hmm. let's be frank um but uh it's it's always felt like a little family within a bigger family company here at crane mm-hmm. um it's like the, it's like a hated group within the uh, larger I'm yeah i mean that no the dagger eyes from yeah, the rest of the crane employees as we pass by in our fancy cars and our our special office area. Yeah. It's because um, we're fun. We're just a fun group of people. And uh, it's nice to know that you know the core of us are moving over, and we'll see how we can still maintain our own sort of auto week family identity mm-hmm. and mini culture within the bigger publishing empire that we're joining now but i'm i'm optimistic for where we're going and and what it means to us overall it is really sad to see the print the Mm. print publication go away Um, there's going to be a lot of people kind of left in the lurch there yeah and it's you know i mean of the 270 odd thousand readers that we have out there i probably heard from 200,000 of them over the years Mm -hmm. um and I think that all of our, our magazine readers also felt a sense of actual ownership of mm-hmm. the brand and felt like they were part of the family. And so, you know, saying farewell to them as well um, is a little is a little sad. Uh, but maybe we can convert some of those old guys into actual computer users. You should send them a computer. The- <laughs> send them an iPad. I mean, the app, the Amazon tablets are pretty cheap. Yeah, I. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think there's a uh, of the angry type of angry uh, missives that I received over the years. The the most common, I think this is the case with everybody. Most common was, I don't use the internet. You left out uh, the racing schedule from the print magazine. Oh, for sure. And I have no uh, no no way to know what is on TV. And are you talking? Are, are you talking about email messages or all the handwritten letters we still get? I, from I get both. I get I get emails with people saying I don't use the internet, right. and I'm like, well, just so you know, <laughs> that's not true. That's how this got to me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so emails and and handwritten letters. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I hope that um, some of those folks are able to uh, to get onto the the website and stuff. I mean, I think. Too like, I think if I was a non-internet user, that um, daily racing email would be super valuable to me. Um, that maybe the daily regular email would be valuable too. Um, but I'm excited to see too. You know, they they talked about doing more uh, email products, which I think is a good idea. But I'm excited to see some of this um, kind of auto week storytelling stuff converted to a digital format. I mean, I think early on. We try to do some more ambitious, big digital-only mm-hmm. products with the uh, spotlight stuff, mm-hmm. um, and because of some of the limitations we had at Crane, 
um, IT and development wise, we never really never, took off. Never gained traction, but yeah, those sorts of things. I, I'm excited about trying seeing if yeah. we can revisit in the new, you know, in the new CMS environment that we're moving to. Um, and, and there's really nothing, you know, digitally that Hearst's unable to do. Like mm-hmm. they're they're pretty sophisticated operations. Yeah, they as far know as a little. The they know, know a little about publishing. Yeah, so um, that that should be super cool. And I think like the opportunity to do video. Now, if you're going to have to do video again, I think um, Andy and, and watch Video is great. Yeah. I don't think they're going to. I'll stay off video and do all the viewers and readers a favor. Why Why would you do that? Why would you surprise people? I, people I'm people not, love, I'm not people love the way you look. People love I'm you. Not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not good at it. People, everyone says you're handsome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The New York Post loves me. The, <laughs> they did not include a photo of you. I noticed that. See, yeah. that's see what rude. I mean? Yeah, that's yeah but don't they say they, they eyed <laughs> So right in the yeah. headline. They were eyeballing you. Um, but um, now that you're kind of a mini celebrity, I think that all kind of changes. I know. Um you're in the page six. Uh, so My sister page. sent it to me in a text that said, is this a joke? <laughs> I said, what, my name in the headline? Yeah, it kind of is. It's pretty good. Um, it was hilarious. But yeah, so that'll, uh, that, I think that, that kind of stuff would be really cool. And like, you know, there's obviously, you know, a, a, a huge part of me that wishes that I was going to be there to, um, to do some of that digital stuff with you guys, I think that could be really, really fun. Um, well, well, we'll give you a little bonus to come in once in a while and help us. No, I, I will not be of any assistance uh, going forward. I'm, I'm spent force, as they say. Um, but yeah, I, I'll be really, really excited to watch and watch what happens. Um, but yeah, the uh, the major push, at least that the listeners are listening to right now of, of your, your reign as publisher is the podcast. I hope, and uh, I hope that's not my thing that, that well, is associated with me. Uh, well, I, I hope term. it is. No, I, that, um, I mean, I, I think there's, there's much better podcast stuff to come from. Uh, oh yeah. But I don't think that we would even be in this position without the initial role. And initial again, ball getting can, can we say that that was a good thing? That's a good question. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, but it, it'll be, it'll be cool. I think, um, we should get Pierce. We should get Al Pierce's own podcast. Don't you think? Yeah. After I'll, the after the hidden uh, after the Africa one. Yeah. <laughs> now after the lost episode, this the one of the many lost episodes. I think the listeners thought that the movie Out of Africa was boring. They haven't yeah. heard Pierce's <laughs> story of Africa. I had yet. the uh, titular. I had the titular uh, line in that movie actually. Um, so yeah, you wanted to get out of Africa. Yeah, I can't wait to get out of Africa. Uh, but I, we talked too about maybe getting like Dave Kinney and Jay Ramey together. To that would be perfect. Yeah, electric car podcast. Yeah. That would be fun. That would be fun. Um, but all of these ideas are going to be fleshed out in the next month or so. So just I hope so. If it takes more than a month uh, legally, I'm back in control. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> the papers have been signed. The clock is ticking <laughs> on that. Um, but yeah, it should be it should be good. Um, what else, Wesley? What else you got here? This is a, a good good example of the Odd Week podcast. We have show notes, but um, we do. We have a guide, a but really only one of them is a topic of discussion. <laughs> well, it, it it was the, the it's the intro. <laughs> it's it, it's the the most the most pressing thing happening, obviously, in the Odd Week yeah. world and brand. And uh, I just wanted to make sure the listeners were aware that while a lot is changing, yeah, 
they're still getting uh well i think for people who listen to podcasts very little has changed yeah well just additional podcasts additional podcasts and yeah. the lack of the gory scarrels of the world yeah uh, but I do. I would like to point out that you know I'm seeing a lot of stuff online. Oh, rest in peace, and this is really sad. We're and very it's much such alive. A shame, and mm-hmm. it's not like that at all. We're ha- we're optimistic. I think it's going to be fun. Uh I mean, onward. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's probably the the correct attitude. Um, but I also would recommend not going online. Uh, somebody yesterday was like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I've been seeing a bunch of stuff on Facebook. It's like, why are you on Facebook? <laughs> like, why <laughs> exactly. in the world would you ever go on Facebook? Unless you're unless you're trying to buy uh, political advertising. Uh, uh, no, unless you're a Russian trying to that's buy That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, and face, Facebook Marketplace is a great place to buy cars and tools and toolboxes. And not as good as Craigslist to me. Uh, it, a different. It's a different. You got to gotta shoot the wide net, as yeah. it were. Yeah. Speaking of that, I uh, need to figure out this. It looks like that Subaru may actually be my daily driver for a little while. Um, Yikes. Yeah. So I, um, to give a a mini kind of Project Car Hell update since we don't have anything else to talk about. Um, Yeah, I think that may be. uh, We have a V10 Mustang coming in. Robin was like, uh, when do you you need to be on the car list? Uh, Or when do you need to be off the car list? And I was like. Robin, I'll take free cars as long as you can get them to me. And he's like, how about Tuesday? So, uh, yeah, in the absence of kind of another plan, I'm going to. So uh, is this a settled, settled discussion that the Subaru is your. Yeah. uh, Let's start with a list of things that need to be addressed on the Subaru. Well, yeah. So I talked to um, my accountant and wife yesterday and. We had a somewhat different uh, understanding of our financial situation between the <laughs> two of us, uh, and so now that I'm up to speed um, on that, <laughs> we uh, now that I understand, yeah, we're now uh, talking about getting the Subaru gone. So, I mean, at a minimum, it does run. It does run. It does need a deep cleaning does of the interior. A deep, it is the most. The single I don't most even know what that smell is in there. It's black and milds and water. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's so black and milds mold. I stuck mold. my head in yeah. the other day after you told me that, and I'm like, yeah, I, okay. It smells terrible. It smells terrible. Yeah. It smells like a like an ashtray that has been left outside. Do you have an ozone machine? I don't. You need to stick one in there for a couple of days. I think I'm thinking of gutting the interior. Mm. Oh, full race car. Oh, that too. Yeah, Yeah. putting it back in there. If it was an Mm. apartment, you could repaint the walls. It's it is very bad. You might want to paint it anyway inside. Yeah, just seal it all in. Just put a can of paint in there. Just just cover it all in kills. But it runs well, except we're not sure the turbo is working. Well, so actually, uh, Jimmy drove it. Uh, and he said, nope, that's as fast as they go. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. He said, you're just too used to driving fast cars. He's like, this is how fast Subarus are. Interesting, because yeah. we have spent a whole podcast last week talking about we, how we didn't think the turbo was working. Yeah, and it, as a matter of fact, I think it is working fine. I just need to recalibrate my dyno, my butt dyno. So. Yeah, interesting. Well, worst case scenario, you can always put a boost gauge on it just to really see what's well, happening. Yeah, It's got a boost gauge, doesn't it? No. Oh. Um, but so we got to fix the tires, which all of them are leaky. And I think may also be original. So if anybody wants mm. to buy some BF Goodrich, uh, some 20-something-year-old BF Goodrich tires. I'll throw in my 20-something-year-old Ducati tires. Yep. Uh, and I've <laughs> got two additional tires. Um, and actually, I could I could sell the Snows from the 911, too. Um, 
Yeah, they're available. Uh, so that I got to fix the shift linkage because it's very sloppy. Um, and you said the front end was a little loose. It's right? not loose. It's just inaccurate. This, yeah, this the angle of the dangle doesn't match up with the front wheels. So what I think I may, I mean, one way to fix that. Just adjust your brain. Just take, it, needs an, it needs an alignment. I could, or you could just take the steering wheel off and move it one notch to the left. Call <laughs> right. it again. Forget about it. Um, but yeah, it probably does need an alignment because it was hit. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, so fix that stuff. I already ordered some parts because it, now it seems like this is my fate. Um, so this weekend will be breaks, Subi Central. Turn. Yeah. it's really sucks ass because I have... Um, two other project cars and this house that I'm trying to get ready to sell, um, which I'm way behind on. So, um, I was planning on taking some time off this week, uh, since I have a, as I call it, a sudden, uh, reduction in workload this week. Uh, but as it turns out, I have meetings every day, all day. So, um, anyway, um, trying to get all that, that squared away. But yeah, you can uh, look forward to seeing me on the streets in a uh, world rally blue. Really, in the right lane. When you see a, a yeah a horrible looking slow twenty uh, something year old WRX uh, with two kid seats in the back, uh, do not call child and family services. It's just me driving. Um, but yeah, I think that about buttons up the uh, the state of the union, yeah. as it were, the state of the Auto Week union. Yeah. Um, but. We do have something correlated, even though the magazine is correlated. A uh, V10 Mustang. So, uh, yeah, that pretty much sums up um, the changes here at Auto Week. Speaking of changes, we've changed uh, Wes out uh, and replaced him with our friend. Jake Lingeman, uh, road test editor, um, uh, autoweek.com now. Still road test editor, thankfully. Still road test editor. Is that true? Is that your, uh, did you get your new offer? That's what it said. Yeah, my new offer. Uh, does all your offers say the same thing? I think, I think all the offers came through with our current titles. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, moving forward, we'll see what changes, but. You should, um, you should have asked for a different title. You got a good one. I don't think there was an option. Yeah. Well, you could just say point. like. I'm not signing this until you give me a better. Or I could just make sure that Reynold doesn't sign his before Friday and yeah. off him. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Did you talk to the post? Yeah. Is, it, is, exactly. is that you? Um, but yeah, Jake's here, road test editor. We're, um, he is driving something that I saw on the cardboard as uh, a Mustang prototype. And I scribbled, uh, scribbled uh, haphazardly in pencil that... Uh, what is this? So... Um, since I did not get a chance to drive the Ford GT, uh, Ford felt bad because they know that I should be driving it now, da- daily, pretty let, much. Let's back up. The Ford GT, a car that's still currently in production, and there is no reason that you shouldn't have been able to drive one. Right. And, you know, I may drive it in the future, but I haven't driven it yet. I had a couple opportunities, but I missed out on both of them. Um, hmm, I so it. instead of driving a car that's currently in production. Yes. They gave me a 20 year old Mustang to drive, uh, which I'm very excited about. No, uh, our friend Matt from Ford said there was this, uh, Mustang prototype a long time ago and only like 
two people have driven it uh, besides uh, me now. Um, uh, not, not including Ford test people, obviously. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I'll give you the quick breakdown from Ford. Uh, in the early 2000s, Ford uh, powertrain research and advanced engines uh, was experimenting with developing a modular V10 engine. Now, they were building the Ford GT at this time, but that was like a big secret, you know, the 05 or 04 or whatever. Yeah. Um, but no one really knew that. So these guys were uh, part of the powertrain research and advanced engines, wanted to build a supercar engine. So they... Um, Decided on this V10. Which is not a V10, typically, just because the Viper had one. Right. Yeah. Well, they wanted something to compete with the Viper and the Corvette, is what they were saying. Um, they had the uh, the 6.8, right, is the truck the, engine. The, the Triton V8. Yeah, the Triton V10, excuse me. Yeah. V10. Yeah, yeah. But that would not fit in a Mustang or a supercar. It also made like 340 horsepower. Sure. Yes. So obviously weighed, also not supercar numbers. Weighed and 1,000 pounds. Yeah, I think it weighed as much as the building we were in. Yeah. That's right. Um, so they decided Good to- Good gas, though. They decided to take the 4.6, the modular uh, V8 that everybody knows. Uh, they broke off two cylinders off another one with the front end, and basically, this is literally, a, what they were, they broke it off like a. They basically broke it off and then sandcasted to do the actual um, block, uh, but they couldn't um, get it to work right because the computers they had did not work with V10s, or they had a, a computer that worked with a different V10. So what they did was use a computer that they already had um, to run an i5. And they basically put two computers on it, made it two i5s mm. um, with two throttle bodies and two everything else you need to run BMW that. V12s on the... Is that the how they run? Like two i6s? 850s, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Basically what you're saying is they didn't have the right computers on hand, so they just made two separate ignition systems. Yeah, well, they had the computer on hand that could run an i5. I'm not sure where it was from or why, but uh, so they had that it. So famous they, Ford from, i5. Well, from yeah. Premier Auto Group, yeah. Yeah. What is that from? Like the Volvo? Volvo, or yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, so they made this one. Uh, five, and the Focus RS. 5.8 liter. Wait, which Focus RS? The previous generation, the, that had a five-cylinder. The Euro? Yeah. Double check on that. We'll oh, get the uh, yeah. Let me get the research department. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they made this one a so it came out to five point eight liters, three fifty one. Um, it's actually had a three fifty one boss on the side, uh, and it makes four hundred twenty six horsepower and four hundred pound feet of torque. So obviously a monster uh, yeah, for yeah. the time, which is the same as my fourteen uh, GT ran stock when I bought it. Yep. Um, so let's see. Yeah, duplicate crank, cam, mass air, and other sensors also necessitated a pair of seventy millimeter throttle bodies. Um, and it's, it looks, it has a Cobra R hood, but basically it looks like a 99, 2000 Mustang GT. It's got GT. the Cobra R wheels too, right? It's got the Cobra wheels on it. Yeah. yeah. But not the Cobra wing, which is actually the best part of the yeah. styling of that thing. But, but that's okay. This was a mule that they were already using for, uh, something else for the new Cobra R mm. is what they're using it for. Yeah. Well, real fast. The Mark II, uh, Focus RS had a, a 2.5 liter I5. Huh. Thanks to the research department. We appreciate yeah, that. That's good. That was quick. That was quick. Good job, Leslie. So uh, they dropped it off my house this morning, uh, and it sounds like an old school V10. Or I mean, it sounds like rough and grumbly and mm -hmm. good, you know, and, and kind of lopey. And Does it sound like a Cobra R with two extra cylinders? I couldn't imagine what such a thing would sound like, so what, I don't know. Uh, what tires is it on? Uh, I don't know what tires are on it now. They're 18s. I, I noticed they're 18s. I didn't look at the brand, but they have the uh, yeah the Cobra R wheels on it. Uh, I did notice that I didn't get a lot of uh, wheel spin out there this mm -hmm. morning, um, even though it was kind of cold. So they must be some sort of a decent tire. Like I said, I'm going to drive this thing for three days and give a full review also after talking to the engineers. Um, but uh, the clutch is like I drove a Cobra back in the day. I don't remember what year it was. It was like the Mystichrome colored mm -hmm. one. So it was like the 
the not the new edge, the one before the new it's edge. It's just a standard S and ninety five, yeah. Yes, and I remember thinking like, holy shit, how could you live with something like this? I mean, it is quad workout on every. Just shift. from mm-hmm. driving in this morning, like I get a little ping in my back, like I can feel it um, a little bit. But you know, after a couple minutes, you kind of just get the hang of it, and I was kind of banging through gears. It has really. Uh, Nachi version. I mean, I guess they were all Nachi back then. I it's suppose. a T fifty six. T fifty six. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very uh, a Nachi. But remember the, version sh- of that. the shifter position there in in, in that so car weird. was terrible. It is yeah. a little. It kind of yeah. like it's on an angle and comes towards you. And I could wasn't strong enough to get it in reverse. Whatever they were holding it out of reverse, I'm like, eh, eh. <laughs> I couldn't really get it get it to reverse. But uh, if you need help later. Yeah, I we can come, come down and just get into reverse <laughs> for me. Yeah. I appreciate. And that. I think the most yeah, interesting thing of all, I mean, considering this is an SN95 Mustang, it has a nine inch in it, which it would have been an eight point eight. Yeah, and uh, it's it's wild considering the eight point eight now has so va- such a vast aftermarket support where it's used more often. Yeah. yeah, more than the nine. Oh, and like yeah, and grassroots racing, yeah. So if the they did something like this today, they would just use the 8.8. Yes. Yeah. They'd stuff uh, it full of aftermarket stuff, but yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. And it's, yeah, it's interesting too, because I think the, actually the Cobra R of that generation was using that weird Lincoln uh, IRS. Yep. Right, yeah. yep. Oh, that was independent rear suspension. The Cobra R was, yes. IRS. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Internal revenue service. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It would tax you, actually. It would, uh, uh, it would follow your income uh, and tax ooh, you. Uh, that's good. Um, uh, so this is t- total prototype. I mean, there's a fire extinguisher in it. Uh, there's like computers and wires kind of hanging around. Did you check the date on the fire extinguisher? I did not. Are you going to put the kids in this car? Uh, I probably will not because it doesn't have the latches, although I could just use it with the, uh, the what's it called? Well, but you could just strap them in the regular way. I could strap belts. them in the regular way. Um, like in the trunk, you mean? Just throw yeah. them in the trunk. <laughs> Roll around. Bubble wrap. <laughs> so uh, obviously Ford didn't go forward with this. No, um. So the uh, the you do, know, they, do you feel, do you feel they should have? In you your know, short drive, I, I don't know. In my short drive, I mean, I I would say no. I mean, this is what, but this is kind of what became this team. So this like this endeavor, which was like a secret thing, became like the next team of people building. Uh, they ended up building the six point four for the five hundred. Is that mm-hmm. what that was for? Yeah, six point four. So this is the same team that did that. They said they they we like what you're doing. Keep on doing it. But do it bigger for uh, for an actual car and do a V8, yeah. yeah, with a supercharger, like a, a smart person would. Like a normal. And it did. Uh, so the Cobra R at the time was an iron block, right? I thought you would know something like that. So this one's aluminum. This one's aluminum block. So uh-huh. it came out sixty pounds lighter than the uh, contemporary. Yeah, the contemporary Cobra motor, hmm. um, which is a, a cool thing. I couldn't really tell the difference between the 60 uh the 60 pounds but it's uh, the same displacement right or roughly the same displacement no so it's 5.8 yeah, yeah. 5.4 yeah and the the cobra is 5.4 <coughs> so um you know like so the, the power is not uh overwhelming but it feels more than 426 because of the the chassis and the and the tires and all that stuff um it's loud and there's some stuff clinking and clinking around back there but uh, yeah, I'm going to take it for a, a couple more days and, and uh, whip it around the streets. Uh, there is some, uh, if you look in there, Rory, my uh, information, there is some uh, runs, some quarter mile runs mm-hmm. in it. And I think it dropped into the 11.5 range was the mm-hmm. best that it did. Which is silly fast you. for the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think better than my current Mustang now, they, which was, uh, I think, 12. Mentioned Nick 12 Twork one. in here as a Ford employee. I didn't know Nick worked for mm-hmm. Ford. Yeah, that was pre-Porsche, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. pre-Porsche, yeah. yeah. Quick question. Mm. What engineers are you talking to this week? Um, it's actually going to be next week. So it's the same team that put out the car? 
Uh, the guys are still there. I don't know if they're all spread out or whatever, but they're still there. I don't know. Matt just said, I got the guys, and you can talk to them all. Okay, so I'm going to cool. get them on like a uh, conference call. And, I believe the team was assembled under the guise of one last job. Yeah. And you could... Uh, and, and some of them, um, you know, the SVT, SVE team, you know, some of those guys were from there. And um, I'll be talking to them either this week or next week. And you can look for a, a full review of the car on AutoWeek.com. It will definitely be on AutoWeek.com for, going forward. Do you think you might uh, loop it into a guardrail over? I don't think so. Okay. Um, in theory, it should be not as fast as my car. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, but there's no. Is there traction control on this thing? Uh, so it's got a button that says traction control, but the off is just lit up all the time. Like yeah, I pressed probably, it and it just stayed off. But I was kind of hammering it a little bit this morning, and it didn't like didn't, uh, whip around or anything like that. It's getting a little rainy now, so maybe I'll take it out in the rain and see. Yeah, see get how it, it on the freeway at like a hundred. Yeah, see how it does in, in the rain, second. or yeah. just get um, on an on ramp and just like gun it. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, <laughs> we're trying to. Uh, this is a one of one. Put bad information into the world so that yeah. Because if we say it on the podcast, it can't happen. No, no, no. Yeah, we predicted it. Wait, is that is that is that how it works? I thought it was the other way around. Like if you speak, if you will it into, into existence, world. yes. Definitely, you definitely don't want to crash this one of one prototype. I definitely don't want to crash it. Um, but it looks, you know, and I, I said this the other day. I saw, I think it was an art had the big wing on it. It was orange of the new edge, and I was like, God, it kind of looks good. Like I didn't like it at the time, like it, that body style. It, but it would have been just the wing on a GT. So maybe yeah maybe that's why so they did not make a new. I edge believe it was, just, it was just red. Hmm? It was just red, unless the car was painted. Hmm. I don't know, but so yeah, it was a new edge uh, with the R wing, and I was like, got it. Kind of looks and that's good. A, that's a popular uh, appearance thing to get a that makes Cobra R style yeah. wing. I didn't like it at the time, but it's kind of twenty years later. It's kind of came back around. I actually had a couple coughs. I got on the expressway. Uh, about five miles out of the city, and I kind of hit it. And then as I'm hitting it out of the expressway, I see cops with lights on like half a mile back. So I'm like, oh, so I back off right away. Uh, speedo does not work. So I just kind of going with the flow of traffic. The cops caught up, caught up, caught up. And when they're next to me, I kind of want to, you don't want to look over, you look guilty when you look over at me. That's so I kind of just like, can give them like a nice look over. Hey. And mm-hmm. they gave me like a, like a cool car man kind of thing. And I, Gave him the nod or whatever. They saw the hood, kind of the hood's bulgy. Yeah. Um. So they must, and it's obviously super clean. So yeah. it was, uh, you know, a rare sight. But I, uh, I kept it to reasonable speeds. I think. I mean, it's been uh, speed it was as far as you could tell. Yeah. Of, of all the cars you've driven, Jake, uh, would you say this is the strangest, best one, or no. the best? N- no and no. I'm gonna uh, not even the strangest. Not probably not. I, I mean, What's I, stranger than a V10 prototype Mustang? Yeah, I was gonna say. This. I'd have to think, but there's been some strange ones. Have you ever there. driven anything else? It's like one of one. I don't know. I'd have to think about it for a couple days. I don't think you have. I can't remember all those things. I'd I'd say this is decidedly the strangest. This is this whole thing is very strange. To me. I've I, driven I, Bugattis, and I've never driven a one of one. Yeah. So it would definitely be. It seems unusual to put a prototype in the hands of a journalist. I've driven, I've driven concept cars. I've driven prototypes before. I drove one from Audi. Um, mm. I drove a Chrysler prototype. I've driven mm. though, you know. But I mean, a V10 Mustang. That's, I mean, y- y- you can you can kind of shrug and go. It doesn't feel that special because it's a Mustang, and there have been like three point eight billion of them built. Right. But none like this by Ford. Yeah, yeah so, maybe it's the word that's strange that threw me. I don't, I don't consider it strange. You don't consider unique. a V10 Mustang strange? Unusual? Uh, uh, strange. Uh, strange seems weird. Unique, certainly. Well, as um, Dutch would tell you, unique is an absolute. 
So well, it's a one of one. So it so is it unique. Is unique. Yeah, it is it's truly really unique. Yeah, it's truly a unique thing. And it's a one of one by an OE. It's not just somebody I mean, who stabbed with about, a BMW V10 and a Mustang. How about the uh, Juke GTR? The Juke R. The Juke 2.0. That was like a one of two that I drove. Yeah, or that's one the of GTR five. Juke thing. So yeah. not unique, in other words. So not unique, but I not mean, not at would, all unique. I would call <laughs> it stranger. No, inc- I would call it stranger Whoa, than no, this no, Mustang. No. With it's the incredibly cool. I wouldn't say it's stranger. This Mustang's incredibly I think cool. It's much, much stranger. That's very strange. This it's is a short wheelbase GTR. With a juke body. With a juke body. Yeah, with, yeah. A, with a tall, narrow juke body on it. Yeah, that's incredibly cool. Weird. Yeah, is that, what thing it is. Was, uh, um, that thing was weird too. But no, uh, it's kind of fun. Like I said, I'm kind of digging the I'm digging the body style. And, yeah. uh, you know, maybe. Maybe you'll buy an SN95. Well, I still need a 90s car for my collection. So there you go. I would, I would like something. You do kind of. What, what's the, your Mercedes is 80s? 80s, yeah. yeah. Like you need a need, 70s car. I need a 70s car. You need an aughts car too then. Yeah. Do you have an aughts car? got the Mustang. But Mustang's no, 14. is a teens uh, car. Yeah. Um, aughts, I really love the Pontiac G8. So maybe one of the G8s from the aughts mm. would be yeah. What about a neon? I never, what liked, about, I never liked a neon. What about a 2002 Subaru WRX <laughs> Buckeye Wagon? Listen, I am not a I mean, I like, I mean, it looks cool and I'm yeah. sure it's fun to drive. It's just in bad shape though, right? Uh, no, it's, it's really a, awesome. It's, it's, it's a in great, perfect it's a shape. We're, uh, we were actually just talking. I have to restore it now and drive it as my daily driver because. Um, it would not be a bad daily driver at all. I mean, I don't well, know, the restoration will probably cost more than you paid for it, certainly. Oh yeah, yeah. But, I'm going to be ten grand into this thing, but, uh, but, and then, and then. So, how much is it worth? You mean to me or to you? Because like to I, me, it's worth fourteen thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah. To you, it's worth thirty-two hundred. It's a real, real catastrophe. It's turning out to be one of the worst decisions I've ever made in my wow. life. Wow! Oh, come on. Yeah. Really? I generally make pretty good decisions. I, I mean, I'm really fucked up a lot, um, especially. Like losing my ass on a car purchase. Mm. This has never really happened before. Um, so it's uncharted waters in that respect. Mm. To me, it's Wait, just what about every the, day. What about the 911? Well, the 911's worth yeah, it's a, double or triple what I paid for it. Um, that's an investment opportunity now. That was a, I got lucky did on Did you that get one. rid of the motorcycle? I did. Yep. And I got out of it for what I paid for it. Did um, you get rid of that boat motor you were working on for a while? No, that one we did lose our ass on. Um, Wait, but lose your ass or what are we talking here? $500? Nah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was not yeah. losing your ass. Uh, now, if, when I say I make good decisions, I mean that I'm tremendously lucky and a uh, white middle class male. So right, right. I, uh, what I, what I would sometimes describe as putting, uh, putting, uh, saying I make good decisions. I also understand, um, what that really means is that I'm fantastically lucky and that the universe takes care of me in ways mm-hmm. that um, doesn't hear everybody else. Um, How much work does that Subaru need? Realistically, like to to be a daily driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs shocks and it needs brakes and it needs a good cleaning. Okay, so that's, n- that's zero basically. Some rust repair, yeah. It's, it's, not- it's, it's not zero. It's a little bit more than zero. Yeah, it's not a lot. Brakes are one hundred dollars. Cleaning is zero. I just don't want to own this car. That's the thing. It's like I don't want it. (laughs) Well, listen. Let's talk. We'll talk about it over the. uh, Yeah. yeah. Let's make a deal. Um, but yeah, an an auto week podcast first. We might have just seen a car purchase. You know. You know. Actually, uh, I was looking. I got an email from a a, an advertiser yesterday, and they're selling built uh, uh, short blocks. For this car, for seventeen hundred bucks. Hmm. Okay. So I could I could buy a brand new two liter motor. It's like lightly breathed on, uh, just dump it in this thing and then sell the the existing motor. Um, 
I could really make a. Is the existing motor worth anything? Tens of dollars. Yeah. I mean, all, all EJs are worth something yeah. until they're blown and it, up. And it actually runs fine, so it's probably okay. worth quite a bit. Well, yeah, then just daily bit. drive it, man. It'll be it's fun not, in the winter. It's not It'll pumping awesome. oil out of the exhaust uh, yeah. and doesn't have any broken ring lines, so it's yeah. a good EJ. It's a good EJ. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, I had planned to be out of this problem and uh i'm now never gonna be out of well, it one took last you, job it took you like an extra two months to get into this problem like you thought you were gonna get into the problem uh, real quick it, and it took all that extra time to get into taken, the problem so i think we got it june and, and, and it you is it. now october and we just picked it up two weeks ago and we picked it up two weeks ago okay. and yeah. i still don't have the title or the registration no. or the check that the guy owes me um so i really don't have anything so yeah. you don't really own it I don't. Well, I have it. There's a signed title in the guy's office uh, and a license plate and everything just sitting in his office. His, he has not been able to figure that part of it out yet. So now, if you, because there's always the thing like when you buy a car, like go to the Secretary of State with them and have them sign it over right away because if they drive into a building and your name's on it, you'll be responsible. So maybe you just go right into a building. I've been thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, like what are you talking about? I never had this guy. Or just really leave it in front of my house. I have to delete all these podcasts that we've been talking about. But other yeah. than that, well, they no can't evidence. prove it's the same car. Listen to this podcast. Uh, but yeah, I could, uh, I could just leave it in the front yard with the key in it. It'd be gone in sixty seconds, as they say. Um, you think you think Memphis Reigns would come and swoop it I up? I don't know <laughs> that or a challenger. You know? Right. Well, actually, I was thinking the same thing. But uh, a young couple had a. Uh, Impreza, non-WRX stolen from our street uh, like three weeks ago. Mm. So, Challenger is so certainly easier to steal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you have it insured? I don't because I don't have any of the fucking paperwork. Yet. Right, right. Man, right. there's yeah. no, I mean, then what's this discussion all about? I know. Right. What yeah, discussion? Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that's, just keeps coming back to the old Subaru. Um, but with that, I think it's probably. Uh, done enough? Damage? Yeah. Time to wrap up the... So is there going to be like a gap between um, this podcast iteration ending and the new one starting? Or oh, I, I, I think we're keeping steady state. Yeah, I don't yeah. think there needs so you're to gonna be. Have, yeah, just keep doing this and then additional podcasts will come yep. in. The, so, uh, like I said, the Auto Week podcast will remain in perpetuity. Yep. Uh, even after I'm eventually dead, I will somehow come back from the grave and continue to produce this podcast. Yep. I mean, that could be next week, as early as next I, week. It could be. Yeah. I, could, I could die any time. Yeah. Um, but they look forward to other shows. And uh, again, sadly. Not sadly. But Sad, uh, sadly to me. The, thanks, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening and uh, for giving me a chance to be involved with the podcast and with uh, the magazine and the website and all that stuff for these last seven years. Um, don't contact me uh, in any way. Don't follow <laughs> if, me on if, social if media. You see me on the, if you see me on the street, don't talk to me. <laughs> don't look at me. If they want to hear your voice, there's over 81 hours of, rec- there's probably like 100 hours no, of recorded content on the yeah. podcast. Uh, actually, that makes me think that we could uh, deep fake. We could get a bunch of all of Rory's audio, deep fake it, and make him say whatever yeah, we wanted. I that's was going to do that. Well, wait, should that. we get a drop? Should we get like a drop board for Rory? Yeah. I think Jake, that's stupid. Um, it would be hard to do the one where I just look at you instead of responding <laughs> to the- um, anyway, thank you. Uh, go ahead and like and subscribe. Um, do the other stuff as well. And uh, these guys will be with you next week. 